choosing joy. And we're in Philippians chapter 4. So take your Bible, follow along with Philippians, and uh, we're, we're breaking this down and we're talking about joy. And I'm not going to go into all the review about how joy is a, ch- a choice and what we lean into and it affects our mind and our hearts and things like that. Um, I want to take us to th- this one verse, I'll be honest, that I got convicted on. I, I just, I, I got done last week. I we, we talked about that. I walked away and I'm like, man, I, I, don't, I don't think we really got into that enough to explain how cool this is. Now, this is where we were at last week. We talked about Philippians 4, 6. Be careful for nothing. Don't be anxious. Don't put your mind, set your attention on all these things. He says, but in everything, this is what you're to do. This is how you're to handle life. We are to talk to God about it in prayer. That's what it is. Just talk to God about it. We're talking about making real life uh, things or giving you real life things to be able to live out. You've got to talk to God about it. Where, wherever you're at, the things that you're going through, like, God, I I'm struggling with the kids. God, I'm stressed out about work. God, I'm, I'm, I'm frustrated with the, the economy, whatever. Just, just talk to God about it. By prayer, number two, supplication is what he said. We ask God about it. And that's what that is, to question, to request a favor. It's just, God, why? God, I, and, and maybe, and it's not so much that God steps in and says, well, Tony, here's exactly why I'm doing this. God doesn't owe us an explanation. We trust God. We walk by faith, not by sight. But at the same time, just like a child not being able to understand why he's getting shots when he goes to the doctor, he still has the right to ask his mom, says, mom, why, why did that happen? That hurt. And you didn't stop him. But then the parent has an opportunity to explain what was going on. And God wants us to ask them. So it's talk to God, ask God, and then thank God. We, we list the good things in our life. Thanksgiving. It says by prayer and, and supplication with thanksgiving. We shouldn't leave that out. And we talked about when you're going through stuff and you start talking about all the good that God's doing, your, your brain like, oh, wait a minute. Man, God has done so much. And we talked about even through this COVID-19, a lot of the things that God has done through this that maybe God wouldn't have done before. And we started thanking God. Wow, I would have never chose this, but Lord, you've done so many things and we thank you for it. So these things are important. And God says that he'll protect our joy. He'll protect our minds. And the peace of God, verse seven, and this is, I, I just want to park on this because I really want to enjoy this, this principle. In the peace of God, which passes all understanding, shall keep your hearts and your minds through Christ Jesus. It's a promise of God, something that God says, I'm going to do. Something that God says, you thank me, you pray, you, you come to me with thanksgiving, and let me tell you what I'm going to do. Think about that for a minute as a Christian. God is literally there, the, the author of mankind, the creator of DNA, the master of the universe, literally says, let me tell you what I'm going to do for you. And, and I just started thinking about this divine intervention, this divine gift that he's giving. That this Now, in secular terms, we put like this, and I know we use this when we're talking about superhero movies and things like that. We, we call it, talk about things being supernatural, Supernatural is something that happens beyond what would normally happen. It's, it's, it's what, this is what naturally would happen. And, God, and what God does is he goes above what is naturally going to happen and he does something greater. So it's super. The, the way that we think about this is uh, superheroes. It's, uh, honestly, it's amazing how 
kids are wrapped up in superheroes, but I truly believe that there's probably more adults that are wrapped up in superheroes than there are even kids. Every month, every week, uh, all the time, they're advertising or showing some sort of superhero movie. And you think about, why are we so wrapped up in that? Why do we get so caught up? It is somebody that has a supernatural ability to do what nobody else can. We're, we're attracted to that. Somebody that can sweep in and, and, and swoop in and save the day. Superman, Spider-Man, whatever it is. These, these people that are able to have super ability to be able to do what you cannot do. We turn to them and say, wow, look at them. And even the world understands that concept of this. But I think sometimes we get so wrapped up in fictional characters and we write all that off of something being supernatural that we sit there and say, well, that's all, that's all make-believe. But then when we turn to God and God says that I do things that are supernatural, do we believe it? I think we almost brush that off as well. Mark 10, 27, Jesus was saying, and Jesus looked upon them, saith, with, with, it, uh, with men it is impossible. But, with, but not with God. For with God, all things are possible. Man is limited. And, that, and that's what this verse in Philippians is talking about. Man is limited. But he says, let me stop for a minute. He says, but with God, don't limit me. That's what God was saying. Don't limit me. And I think we do limit God. Even when he gives us a promise like this, we scratch our heads and go, well, I, I, don't, I don't know how that makes sense. I know we're using the, the terminology of uh, supernatural. Let me use, give you another ter- uh, term. It would be like a divine intervention. God, God steps in is what he's saying. And I'm going to do something that is supernatural. I'm going to do something that is beyond what you could believe or do. But I, and, but I wonder with us, when, when God says, in the peace of God, which passes all understanding, shall keep your heart, mind through Christ Jesus, do we believe that? I mean, really, think about that. Do we believe that? Do we believe that we could go through hard times and difficulty and God put this supernatural protection about our minds to be able to do things in us and protect us in a way that you can't even explain? You know, when we read the Bible, you think about the entire Bible is written about God doing supernatural things about God doing divine things that only he could do. And so you think about it, and that's what we love about the Bible. It's this, this same God. Now, I, I did want to drop this in and talk about this for a minute. I do believe that there are different dispensations in which God works or different time periods or different date ways that God interacts. Let me prove this to you. We have the Old Testament. The Old Testament, we have God. They didn't have Jesus. They didn't have the Holy Spirit. Now, they were, they were there. The Trinity has always been there. But at the beginning, there was God. It was distant. God, God worked with a pillar of fire. He brought down the walls of Jericho. God, God did a lot of wonderful things. But how God interacted with man was different. New Testament, we have Jesus. Jesus was uh, God in the flesh. He was able to embrace and hug and lead and teach and talk. He, he grabbed a man that was lame and he picked him up. He was able to reach into somebody that was blind and, and give him eyesight. But, but God was working differently through Jesus than he did through the presence of God in the Old Testament. But you think about where we're at. We have God. We have Jesus. But the where we are at in our lives or in this dispensation of time is the Holy Spirit. 
And the Bible tells us very much that the Holy Spirit of God works in man and through man in amazing ways that they didn't experience even through Jesus or through God in the Old Testament. It was different of what now God did at certain times and the Spirit of God came upon them. But we have the Spirit of God living inside of us, not just visiting and giving us power or our presence at certain times, but all the time. So we have this same God, but God's showing his power in different ways. That's why in Acts 1.8, when he talks about the beginning of the church and everything that's happened, you shall receive power. Okay, power. It's like, oh, so God's going to drop the walls of Jericho and God's going to... Wait, it says this, after the Holy Ghost has come upon you. I think we live in a time period, and that's why we don't sit there and see the dead being raised. And we're like, well, God can do anything. Yes, God can do anything. But in this period of time of how God works, there's miracles that are going on in divine intervention of God and supernatural things that is happening inside Christians and through Christians in a way that we could not even explain. This divine power that comes from God. And we, we know that it's divine power because God gave Lazarus life by speaking to him. And I know that God doesn't work necessarily like that today in that exact situation. But I want you to get this. When Jesus did that with Lazarus, they stood back and said, that doesn't happen. That's not normally what happens. Actually, they said, Jesus, you don't want to do that. It's been four days. By now, he stinks. Why were they saying that? Because the natural thing that would happen is the body would be so far gone that it would decay and there's nothing you could do about it. But the thing is, God was saying there's certain things that God does that don't logically add up. It goes beyond our understanding. So this, this peace that God is saying that I give you is divine. It is supernatural. It can't be added up. It comes from on high. It comes from the God of glory. It surpasses what naturally would happen. And the entire Bible it's filled with that. We would sit down with our kids in Sunday school and teach them with flannel graph and stories and books and flip through it and say, man, look at God, 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 God. God put a coin in a fish's mouth and, and the man caught it, paid his bills. We talk about how, how God uh, dropped the walls of Jericho, how Peter walked on the water. Well, people can't walk on water. Yes, but God did it. God is able. God does the impossible. And then when we read to a verse like Philippians 4, 7, we're like, well, we, we blow it off. We don't stop and comprehend how amazing this is, how, how God does all these things. You say, how did it all happen? It was all God that did this. Same God, yes. The same God, but working inside of us. But do we believe this? So here's this verse. I, I, and I, I touched on this last week. I know, but I, I promise you, we have to go back and look at this. And it says, in the peace of God. The peace of, so I'm going to ask you the, these questions. Whose peace is it? Where does it come from? And who gives it? God, God, God. So that peace that we're talking about, that God's going to give to give you an inner calm, an inner joy, an inner uh, ability to go through circumstances that whether it's COVID-19, cancer, economy crash, all the things that we've gone through in our lives, whatever, 
God says, I'm going to give you something. And God says, it's divine. It's supernatural. Don't compare it. Don't try to explain it. Don't put it on another level. Don't try to analyze it. You cannot figure it out. It comes from me. And that's all you can figure out is supernatural, which passes understanding. It logically doesn't make sense. If you sit there to try to add it up and say, there's no way that somebody could go through something and be okay. There's no way. And you're right. In your mind, it will never add up. But I think we literally don't turn to God in situations like this because you're thinking, why? Nothing's going to change. It's not going to give me my job back. It's not going to make this problem go away. It's not, it's, you know, we're, we're sitting there and God says, you don't understand. I do what you, doesn't make sense. God gives an inner confidence and it says, shall keep your heart and mind. This is a supernatural work of God. So here's why I wanted to go back and visit this. Because I started thinking of a story in the Bible and I thought, oh my goodness, that is a visual of Philippians 4, 7. And now it's not going to make sense to you, I promise, at first. But the description of this is God's like, in the Old Testament, painting this visual, painting this picture of like, this is what it looks like. If you could see inside your heart and mind, this is what it looks like. But of course, I, I, I don't know what God's doing in there. I mean, I feel the effects of it and I know that God gives peace. But I think this picture shows this. So there's three friends that were captured in the Old Testament. They were taken away from their homes. They had a strong belief in God. You know them as Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. You're saying, what does that have to do with this story? Let me explain. They gathered them together and instructed them that they had to worship the statue. If they didn't, they'd be burned alive in this fiery furnace. They went all this work to build up this furnace, to throw them in. And uh, these three men did not bow. They gather them together, bring them before the king, he offers them an opportunity to go ahead and bow. They re- reject that, that opportunity. Uh, and now these guys were um, in a major problem. They're standing there. Now, I want you to see this. These were three real people that believed in God that are standing there in front of an, an incredible opposition. And the Bible describes how intense this was. Listen, therefore, because of the king's commandment was so was urgent, and the uh, furnace exceeding hot, the flame of the fire slew those men that took Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. So even the guys that were there just to take them and throw them in the fiery furnace, the Bible was explaining that this, in, this situation was so hot, that this flame was so hot, that the guys that even were handling them died on the spot. See, we will face incredible pressure. It is a guarantee. And in this situation, and it is, it's bringing it to an extreme, I guess you could say. It's bringing it to an extreme of this incredible pressure. See, I, I know our issues are not the same as this. And I try to imagine in these stories what these guys are doing. As they're standing there, the heat is so intense. You know, when you're feeling that pressure of that, you're probably sitting there saying, maybe, maybe it wouldn't be so bad to bow. Maybe we could just bow and ask God to forgive us later. And it has an effect on you. You can imagine these guys are sweating They're getting scared. They're getting nervous. They're watching all this. They know that there is no chance of anything changing. And they they just watch these guys die in front of them. That's happening. What happens naturally in life, natural. Okay, we're just going to go into what naturally happens. When you get near fire, it burns you. That is what happens. The pressure that they were facing because they physically got into it, should have taken their life. It should affect them. It should break them down. It should burn them. That's what it should do. But watch what happens, verse 24 in Daniel 3. 
Then Nebuchadnezzar, the king, was astonished and rose up in haste and spake and said unto his counselors, Did we not cast three men bound in the midst of the fiery fire? And they said, they answered and said unto the king, True, O king. He answered and said, Lo, I see four men loose walking in the midst of the fire. They have no hurt, and the form of the fourth one is like unto the Son of God. See, here's what's happening. Like I was talking a minute ago, we see this visual of what's going on. They're experiencing a supernatural thing that doesn't naturally happen. And they, what should have happened in that situation, they should have been burned. But here's the next thing. We have been given the presence of God. See, God is with us. You say, where is God at? Well, in our lives, we know he's inside of us. Well, in this day and age, in this time that they're talking about, the Bible says in verse 24 that God was in the midst of the fire. And they're literally seeing in there and looking, going, wait a minute, is those guys not being burned, but I see something with them, it is God. You see, it's a visual, is what God was doing, the visual that God was giving us so that today we could look back and say, hmm, I wonder what God's protection looks like. Now we're talking about our mind and our heart, but back then they were talking about their physical bodies. It's like, I wonder what that looks like. And they look back, but for us, we're looking at this in Philippians. And the Bible tells us that God is with us. In 2 Timothy 1.14, that the good thing which was committed unto thee, keep by the Holy Ghost which dwells in us. And dwelling in us. I mean, you think about God is saying that same power that was standing with Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. God turns around and says, by the way, that's in you. The presence of God that protected them is in you. Different than it was back then, but the same. So what would have naturally killed them and hurt them did not. Verse 26, Then Nebuchadnezzar came near to the mouth of the burning fiery furnace and spake and said, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, ye servants of the Most High God, come forth and come hither. Then Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego came forth from the midst of the fire. Out of the middle of the fire, they were literally in the middle of the worst part of it. Watch this. Then the princes and the governors and the captains and the king's counselors being gathered together saw these men upon their bodies. The fire had no power, nor was a hair of their head singed, neither their coat changed, nor the smell of fire had passed on them. Now just break that down. This is what we're saying here. The fire had no power on them because the presence of God was with them. God in his presence put a protection about them that made what should have brought them down not be able to hurt them because of this. You say, what happened? Well, this doesn't make sense. This doesn't add up exactly because it was divine presence of God. You say, well, this is the Old Testament. You're right, it was the Old Testament. And we're not being thrown in fire furnaces, but we do get thrown in pressure and we do get thrown in situations that should bring us down and affect us and bring extreme anxiety and extreme depression and extreme frustration. And the peace of God, which passes all understanding, shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. See, here's the last thing. We have a promise of his divine protection. That is what that verse is saying. Notice the details of this description. Nor was a hair of his head singed, neither were their coats changed, nor the smell of fire passed upon them. This was God protecting them. Now, here's... Here's the illustration that I'm trying to get with you. This is what I want you to see. God in that time 
allowed them to go through something, but the thing is God says, I'm going to go with you. And I don't know visually what that looked like, the Holy Spirit, the presence of God, this uh, shield that he put around them, this, I don't know. All I know is they were standing in there and they weren't burned. And even the details of them that the Bible says, they didn't even smell like smoke. They didn't have their hair singed. You say, well, that doesn't happen. You're right, that doesn't happen. God did something that was supernatural that doesn't normally happen. It gets, goes against the norm. Why is that? How is that? Because of the promise of God. God promised, God promised us when we do these things, prayer and supplication and thanksgiving, God made a promise. He said, I promise you, I will guard your heart. I will do something in your life that won't make sense. You will go through things and you come out on the other side and say, man, that should have destroyed me. That should have ripped me apart. I should have fell apart. I should not have been able to go through that divorce. I should not have gone through having somebody cheat on me. I should not have been able to face that opposition. I should not have gone through losing my job. I should not have gone through this. That should have been the end of me. Emotionally, I should have been destroyed. My anxiety should have been through the roof. My frustration should have just made me a, 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 a total jerk all the time. How did I do that? And God says, I told you I would do that. I told you that I would give you this divine intervention. See, it's divine protection against anxiety. A divine protection to guard your heart and mind against worry. Supernatural intervention that doesn't make sense to man because God does the impossible and God loves to do things that doesn't make sense. Now for you, let me just say this. We can read the stories all the way through uh, of how God does the impossible, 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 amazing things, his divine intervention, his divine power, making the sun stand still, all this other stuff. And then he gets to the New Testament and saying, where is this God that does all this? And God says, okay, you're going to go through COVID-19. You're going to go through a fiery furnace. I'm going to stand with you in the middle of that. I'm going to be with you in the hottest part. I'll be with you in the middle of that. Now, what should bring you down in the middle of that, of all the attacks, the heat, what naturally would happen, God says, I'll make a promise. I'm going to guard your heart. I'm going to guard your emotions. I'm going to guard your feelings. I'll put a protection about you. And you say, God, I, I don't know how. No, stop right there. It doesn't make sense. It won't make sense because it comes from God, not from you. It doesn't add up. So we're all going to go through this. But let me remind you, you have God and you have the promises of God. And God promised that he would keep you and help you through this.